Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. You know, experiencing sexual intimacy with your spouse is a wonderful gift from God, but it has to be guarded well. When you try to meet that desire outside of God's design, it'll be destructive. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley, and today we're returning to a conversation Focus President Jim Daly had with Pastor Levi Lusco about how you can protect your heart from the dangers of sexual temptation. Levi, again, I so appreciate you coming to the the studio and just illuminating for us, enlightening us about the topic. And I'm guilty of it. You know, I'm busy and we cover a lot of this in our parenting, Gene and I, but to really know it is where you get credibility with your teenagers. You know, when you can talk in a way that they know that you know what their friends are facing, maybe what they're facing. And I, I just, again, appreciate the boldness and the vulnerability that you've shown in your own addictions as a teenager, what God has led you through. And I love the fact that you embrace it as, um, you know, that pain being part of your passion, part of your platform. Sure. And you've done that so well. Um, in Swipe Right, you mentioned a Stanford University study about the arousal addiction. Explain to us what, what you saw in that study. Well, basically... Um there's what they call the demise of guys happening in our day. I originally came across it in a CNN article, and it was literally called the demise of guys. I clicked it, of course, and they basically said in every regard, young men are doing worse than young women in our culture today. That's just so a true. fact in every way. Graduating high school, a health. College, uh, grad school. So they, they point to the Stanford study you mentioned, um, video games and pornography as the two most likely culprits, as those are, in their words, rewiring the brains of young men in our day, causing what they are dubbing an arousal addiction. Traditional drugs, you need more of the same. If I'm high on coke, I need more coke next time. Law of diminishing returns. With pornography and video games, it's more of the different, meaning I can't just see more of the same. I need to see something new, a new scenario. And oftentimes it gets darker, it gets more twisted, fetishes, et cetera. I'm really disturbed. I recently just came, and I didn't even get to write about this in Swipe Right because it's always evolving. There's now these things out there called um, fan fiction uh, where they basically, young kids that like books even, and it's often young women who like a certain kind of Lord of the Rings book or Harry Potter, where they write twisted versions of that book with pornographic details inside of them, basically erotic literature, which is, they call it mommy porn. And it's like something like half of all paperback books sold is, is romance novels. Um, but it's these very steamy scenarios, and they're getting young girls hooked on this stuff uh-huh. even at a young age. So all that to say, I wrote this book so parents could transform that awkward sex talk that's so clumsy into an ongoing dialogue that would lead to wise, wise choices. Um, because we need to talk to our kids, not just no to pornography. Here's why. Here's what that will do to you. Here's, here's how that will cause your brain to need more. And eventually, it causes you to be unable to perform sexually. The young men, Time Magazine did an article about it. In our culture, who are the most addicted to porn, perform sexually the worst. Right. They're unable to please their partner, and they're actually, in some cases, unable to even get aroused with a real person there because yeah. they need a scenario that they now have worked their brain up to. Levi, I love your animal analogies. And again, I think God puts that on display for us. And you have pulled it out in Swipe Right. I mean, the shark catch, you might say. And then you also uh, observe that idea between cheetahs and gazelles. Yeah, I had the chance to go to South Africa, and I learned that cheetahs, 
they have a uh, ability to run only until their brain hits 105 degrees. Isn't At 105, something? they either stop and pant, which is the mechanism that cools the brain, or they will die. So if they keep running, they're going to die. But gazelles often elude the cheetah because they have a special compartment of air that cools any air coming to the brain. So their brain can be at 109, but the cooling brings it down to 105. So their body can be hotter than their brain is, basically. So they get that extra four degrees, so they literally will prevail if they have a cooler head. And so in the book, I talk about how we should fight to limit our access to things that get our blood pumping, things that make it more difficult. Second uh, Timothy 2.22 says, flee also youthful lusts. So I think what we should do is when we get into a scenario where we're seeing something that would make temptation harder, uh, like David when he saw Bathsheba, he should have bolted. We should fight to keep our head cool because once all the blood is pumping, it's more difficult to do a righteous thing. Wow, some really terrific wisdom from Levi about when to flee from temptation, which is like every time temptation comes, right? Well, Greg, that fleeing, it's going to look different in different circumstances and for different people. Give us some examples. Well, I think it has to begin with the attitude of humility versus pride and arrogance going, I'm good, this won't happen to me. It it, it can happen to anyone at any time. That needs to be... Are added to. And you're talking about succumbing to the yeah. temptation, giving yeah. into it. It's all, it's, it's, yeah, temptation is everywhere. And, and therefore, I want my attitude to be, I could fall at any moment. So I really, really want to guard my heart, guard my marriage. I think noticing my triggers, like, like when I'm exhausted, when I'm super tired, it just seems like I'm way more tempted. I have to be so careful just knowing that. For some, it might be they're feeling failed. There's a lot of stress going on. Mm-hmm. So just just understand what are your triggers and just be aware of those things. I think a little bit deeper even is what are, what are my vulnerabilities? Like am I especially drawn to when, you know, an, a, a, another woman might praise me or compliment me or maybe want to engage and in, in deep conversation, just knowing where where do I tend to be vulnerable with the opposite sex is just really, really good to understand that. And I think at the end of the day, John, it, it's really about fighting secrecy. Hmm. That's when we get into trouble yeah. is when we, we keep making these small little compromises. We're secretive around this, around that. And, and it, this is difficult for me to have this type of conversation with my wife, Erin, but we have conversations around where are we tempted? What are those triggers? What, what are those vulnerabilities? And that fights against the, the, the natural human tendency to be secretive. Yeah, you're dragging that secret out into the light um, without giving specifics. Why is it uncomfortable? It, for me, I feel failed. I hate making mistakes. Um, I'm worried how will Aaron respond? Well, will I be judged? Will she come down on me really hard? Will she personalize this? Like yes. somehow she's not good enough or I don't think that she's beautiful. Which So those are some of the, the, the deeper issues that go on with me to make it harder to have those conversations, but we need to fight through that. Those are some of the healthiest conversations that we can have with our spouse. Yeah. And Levi used that illustration of, um, of cheetahs and gazelles. And I, I was great. I, I remember, love that. Uh, I, I might've said this before earlier on this podcast, but I saw, um, I was watching a nature program and 
it was about isolating the weak one right. in, the, in the herd. That's what the, the predators were doing. They were isolating it so they could circle around and take it down. And I really think there's something about community in fighting temptation. Just even talking here on this podcast exposes light to those areas in your life and mine because we all struggle. And it makes me realize the enemy wants to take me out. It, it's so true to have those same-sex friendships that, that, that we can have the open and honest conversation. Now, the temptation would be, well, I'm talking to someone. The, the real value of this is having that conversation with your spouse. Mm-hmm. So it's not worked out because, hey, John and I sat down, we had this great conversation. And so everything's better. I mean, yeah. Be courageous mm-hmm. and, and go to your spouse and, and, and make this a normal part of your communication, how you're going to behave. That's how you battle secrecy. Yeah, and that avoids the elephant in the room that you just can never... The, the longer gazelle it's there. in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I said, we all struggle in this area of life at some point in time. Uh, here at Focus, we want to help. Uh, we've got caring Christian counselors who can talk and pray with you. Um, they can refer you to somebody for an ongoing counseling relationship in your area. And uh, we, of course, have resources like Levi Lesko's book, Swipe Right, The Life and Death Power of Sex and Romance. Uh, You can connect with a counselor and get resources. And if you can, donate, please, as well, when you call 800-A-FAMILY or look in the show notes for further details. And then plan to join us next time. We'll have Levi back. And for now, on behalf of Greg and everyone on the team here at Focus, thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller. 